Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. One of the things I want to tell you about the Lord, he's awesome, he's mighty, he's great, he's incredible. But one of the things I appreciate about him most is this, he's the God of the comeback. It doesn't matter what you've done, there's an immutable, unchangeable, irrevocable fact concerning the nature of God. God delivers people. Is there anybody that still believes in deliverance in the house? You know, I've never seen a generation despise the preaching and teaching on deliverance more than this generation does because they want to be comfortable in their sin. But I have come to let people know across this room that God can still set you free no matter what binds you up. Come on now, he's the God of the slim chance, the fat chance, and no chance, and he'll give you another chance. Have you ever needed another chance? Have you ever needed two two chances? Have you ever needed God to give you five chances? How about 637 chances? How many of you have run out of how many times he's helped you start over again? So I want to talk about that today. If you wouldn't mind, do me a favor. I want you to share this on your social media. They say that if we, if you'll get out and put it on your Facebook, that we gain an average of 100 new uh, people watching us right when you do that. So you may be sharing on your social media to somebody that needs this today. So just go right to your social media, then go to the Calvary page, and then just share the Calvary page of where we're having this service. If you're ready, somebody say, I'm ready. Hosea 1, 2, and 3, I'm warning you, I feel like preaching today. I I didn't preach last Sunday, so you might get double for your trouble. I'm telling you, I'm going to part your neighbor's hair. So tell your neighbor, say, just get ready. I love you so much. You by live stream, you honor us. You honor us by being with us today. Welcome. Hosea 1, 2, and 3. When the Lord began to speak by Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go and take yourself a wife. Go take yourself a wife of harlotry. That's real. And children of harlotry. For... The land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Dilabam, and she conceived and bore him a son. He changed her life, changed everything about her. But then she fell back into her her old ways. And the Bible said in chapter 2, verse 5, Their mother is a shameless prostitute and became pregnant in a shameful way. She said, I'll run after other lovers and sell myself to them for food and water, for clothing of wool and linen, and for the olive oil and the drinks. Watch the progression. He bought her out of harlotry. He rescued her. And then she went back to her old ways. I don't know about you, 
but Jim Rayleigh would have probably said, see you later, alligator, in a while, crocodile. Can I get a witness? I would have said, if that's what you want, go on with it. Now, you, you, you're so spiritual. Pray for me. I'm struggling. But then the Bible says in chapter 3, then the Lord said to me, go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel. Even though the people have turned to other gods and loved to worship them. So I bought her back. <laughs> Did he buy anybody back in this room? Yeah. I bought her back for 15 pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine. I want to preach for a few minutes along these lines. Love makes a comeback. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to tell you that, that love is what makes a comeback. Love facilitates a comeback. It's not religion that makes a comeback. It's not good works that makes a comeback. Honey, it's love that makes a comeback. And I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be in the room without his love. I wouldn't be here today. How many of you made a comeback because of the love of Jesus? Ah. If you love him today, just raise up your hands. Father, we adore you. We thank you that love made the comeback for us. It was your love for us, your faithfulness for us that facilitated our comeback. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. If you love the Lord, come on, clap your hands and give him a shout. Tell your neighbor it's a comeback season. It's a comeback season. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you have been thrown into. It's time for a comeback. One of the things that I'm most thankful for is the relentless love of God. I'm thankful that it is indescribable and unstoppable. And the entire story that I just described to you from Hosea is one of the most beautiful portraits of a comeback that I have personally ever seen. Hosea is the prophet in this particular story. He's the central figure. Most theologians believe not only was he a prophet, but he was also a baker. And he preached in a time when Israel was in an incredible spiritual famine. Jeroboam the first had instituted adultery and the lives of the people were characterized by compromise in every way. They were unfaithful to the covenant of God. So God begins to speak through this hungry prophet baker. And one side note here, he's a prophet and a baker. And I want to say to all the preachers and ministers of the gospel that watch us, don't just prepare the bread, love the bread. Come on, the bread is God's word, and I don't want to just prepare it, I want to love it. I want to love the word of the Lord. How many of you love the word of the Lord today? See, see, stay hungry, preacher, for the word. See, God was not willing in this story to give up on his people. He wanted to deliver them. He was ready, willing, and able to offer an opportunity for their comeback. 
And when we study this great book, it always, in any book of the Bible, it pays to give uh, sensitivity to the names of the characters and the stories because often there's messages that God is giving behind the names of the characters in these stories, in these books. And if you look at the name Hosea, like I said, he's the central figure. Hosea's name is transliterated, defined as salvation. And then you look at Gomer, the prostitute that he took to be his wife. Her name means consumption, if you trace the etymology of her name. And then they had a baby, a child, a son, and they named that son Jezreel. And Jezreel's name means the seed of God. So let's jump right into this story and let's, let's just see what the Lord wants to say to us. The Bible says in Hosea 1 and 2, the Lord instructed uh, Hosea to go and take yourself a wife. Now, can you imagine how excited Hosea the baker must have been? Uh, he said, now we're cooking. <laughs> now I'm ready. Go take a wife. Yes, Lord. He said, go get married and, and get yourself a woman. He said, I'm ready. I thought you would never say, ain't God good. <laughs> I'm just ready for that. Who is it, Lord? Who, who do you want me to marry? Is it sanctified Susie? that does sidewalk Sunday school. Let me, let me marry sanctified Susie. Lord, she's beautiful. She's lovely. No, no, uh, Jose, it's not sanctified Susie. Well, is it gorgeous Gertrude the greeter? I'll just, I'll tell you what, let me just, I like gorgeous Gertrude. She's got such a, no, no, not gorgeous. Gertrude, I know who it is, Lord. It's Peggy the parking person. Let me just connect with Peggy, I love Peggy. Oh, she, she's kind of cute and, and she's sweet anyway. Lord, I'll be glad to marry Peggy. No, not Peggy, son. Well, is it Evangelist Elvira? You know, she ain't too good looking, Lord, but I'll sure take, if that's who you want me to take. He said, no, not her either. He said, go to the red light district. He goes, whoo, a street preacher. I'm ready, God, here we go. But she wasn't a street preacher. He, he said, go to the red light district. He said, I want you to love a harlot, a hoochie, a huzzy. Come on, y'all. I want you to love a street walker, a prostitute, a hooker. So Hosea honors God's request. Can you imagine? And he goes to the red light district. He goes to the ghetto. And can you imagine when the man of God shows up in that part of town? He's wearing these priestly garments. He must have been a straight up sight to see. He comes down and finds a girl named Gomer. She was a street walker, a stripper. She, she wasn't looking for a husband because she didn't even deserve a husband. But God knew what she needed even if she didn't. Uh, I'm glad God knows what I need even when I don't know what I need. Y'all, I feel the Holy Spirit. When I'm losing my mind and I'm losing my way and I'm rejecting him, he knows what I need. 
Now, Goldman's name, remember, her name means consumption. It's the etymology of her name. But it seems like maybe she was doing the consuming, but she wasn't doing the consuming. She was really the one being consumed. Isn't that how it is? People who are in the world and consumed with the world think they're doing the consuming, but really addiction is consuming them. Sin is consuming them. Filthy living is consuming them. Consuming them. They're not winning, they are losing. Make no mistake about it. When you are in the world, you are not a consumer. You are being consumed. I said, you are not a consumer, you are being consumed. Hosea the prophet, the man of ministry, walks in to consumption. He walks into darkness. He walks into compromise. He walks into immorality. He walks into filth. But when you define Hosea's name, Hosea's name means salvation. Remember now, it means salvation. And this is so amazing to me. Because this reflected the nature of God. Hosea walks in and when he walked in, salvation walked in. When he walked in, hope walked in. When he walked in, a new beginning walked in. When he walked in, transformation walked in. She was diametrically opposed to all that he was. He was holy. She was a harlot. She prostituted. He prophesied. They couldn't have been two different people. She was in the gutter, but salvation walked in. She was in trouble, but salvation walked in. She he was undeserving but salvation walked in salvation met her y'all right where she was and that's what salvation does salvation will meet you right where you are salvation will come in right at the point of your need it will get to you salvation will go to the gutter it'll go to the crack house it'll come to skid row it'll go to the front row the back row and death row come on somebody salvation will walk into your house it'll walk into your trouble it'll walk into a hotel room it'll walk into the very depths of hell and let every devil know salvation is here <laughs> is there anybody glad for the day that salvation showed up for you oh hallelujah see salvation will show up in the truth is when he walked in he looked like salvation he looked like hope he looked different than anything that was in the in the vicinity see see no matter how messed up someone is when they see you they ought to see salvation no matter how jacked up somebody is every time you walk in the room the atmosphere ought to shift because when you walk in, salvation walks in. Oh, y'all don't make me preach. When you walk in, hope walks in. When you walk in, deliverance walks in. Things shift when you walk in the room. Things shift when you show up. We need to start looking like salvation, y'all. We need to start looking like hope to a lost and dying world. So often when churchy people show up, when they represent the, the king, they show up and, and, and it looks like judgment walks in or religion walks in or holier than thou walks in. 
in. Uh, 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 sometimes you walk in and you look just like what you're trying to say you're reaching. Come on. But I believe that there is something rising in the room here today that when you walk out, salvation is walking out. And when you walk in, salvation is walking in. How many of you want to have such a touch of God on your life that when you walk in the room, salvation walks right in with you? Mm-hmm. Hosea walks in and in a moment he fell for her he looked at her in her unworthiness and said there is the one that my soul loves he fell for her unworthy for sure but he chose her. He wanted her. Hosea loved her. And the Bible, don't miss that. Verse 3, chapter 3 says, he loved her. Did she deserve it? What? Did she have a right to expect it? Did she have any hope of gaining it herself? No, Hosea's love for Gomer may have been undeserved, even undesired, but the most important thing about his love is this, it was unconditional. Oh, church, I'm trying to not get overcome, but I thank God for the unconditional love of Jesus Christ because people will put limitations on their love. People will love you to a certain degree. People will love you when you're doing what's right. People will love you when you're affirming them. People will love you when everything is going good, but not Jesus. Jesus will love you when you don't even deserve it. Jesus. Jesus will love you when you're jacked up. Jesus will love you when you're messed up. The Bible said he loved her. <sighs> That's such a picture of God's great love for us. He was, he's recalling here his love for Israel preaching an illustrated sermon with, Go, with, with Hosea's life, reflecting Hosea's love for Gomer. And the truth is, many of us have been like Gomer, totally undeserving. Maybe not you, just me. I said totally undeserving. How many of you feel like you're still a sinner who was saved by grace. You're not a sinner anymore, but you've been saved by grace, not because you deserved it. We don't deserve it, that's the truth, but God did it because he loved us. He loved us anyhow. He loved us beyond our compromise, beyond our craziness, beyond our mess. So he marries this harlot and they have a child together. The first child that they have is Jezreel. Now remember, you've got salvation, you've got consumption, but salvation loved consumption. And they had a child together, Jezreel, and Jezreel's name means the seed of God. In other words, salvation put something <laughs> in that woman that came from heaven 
Truth is, salvation put something in each of us that came from God. We didn't deserve it, but salvation put it there. Salvation put hope in us. Salvation put joy in us. Salvation put victory in us. We shouldn't have any of it, but when we got salvation, we got everything we needed. The seed of God, hallelujah, when he put it in us, there's power in that seed. There's breakthrough in that seed. There's peace in that seed. There's victory in that seed. There's revival in that seed. There's marriage restoration in that seed. It's the seed of God. I'm glad that when salvation came to me, salvation put something inside of me. Eh. The prophet deposited a seed of God in her. The Bible said, you are of God, little children. <laughs> I'm glad that the Lord put something in me that I can't deny. Hallelujah. And the devil can't defy it. Glory to God. Glory to God. So he blessed her in the same way that God blessed Israel. The Bible said in Hosea 2.8, she doesn't realize it. She doesn't realize that it was I who gave her everything she has. I gave her the grain, the new wine, the olive oil. I even gave her silver and gold, but she gave all my gifts to Baal. She said, I gave her everything she's got. She would have not one thing if it was not for me. I gave it all to her, but she gave it all to Baal. Is there anybody here with enough common sense to know that everything you've got, God gave it to you? Come on, I said everything you've got, God gave it to you. How many of you are glad for how God blessed Pastor Christian? Come on. See, the truth is some people can't rejoice when other people get blessed, but the reality is God will never do for you what you secretly resent him doing for somebody else. How many of you can say, listen, tell your neighbor, say, I wanna see you blessed. Yeah, because sometimes blessings fall in proximity. So that means if the blessing's falling on you, it must be close to me too. So I'm telling you, if God gave him a house, he can give you a house. Whatever you need, God can do it. <laughs> I want to hear from the people who know that everything you've got, you only got it because God gave it to you. Hallelujah. Can you imagine that he never held her past against her? He never picked it up and tried to remind her of who she was. Even though she'd been a harlot, he loved her. And he blessed her. And the picture is that God brought Israel out of bondage and delivered them just like Jose did for Gomer. And it seems to me that after all Hosea had done for her, she would have lavished her love on him like he lavished her love on her. But the reality is that after Hosea had delivered Gomer, she should have been happy and grateful, but she was not. She should have been thankful. Salvation, uh, salvation lost his luster. 
Salvation didn't mean to her what he used to mean to her. She used to be excited about being the prophet's wife. She used to be excited about where she had come from. She remembered when she used to have to be on the streets and she was excited, but somewhere along the line, salvation lost its preciousness. Hosea lost its preciousness. Listen, I never want to get to a point in my life where salvation is not precious to me. I never want to get to a point in my life where I forget how good God has been to me. I want to stay mindful of the fact. Remember, Hosea's name means salvation. And salvation just stopped stopped it stopped it stopped being so precious to her but there are some people in this room you never will forget how good the lord has been to you and you want to stay connected when I was growing up, the old timers used to sing a song, said, I never shall forget the day when all the burdens of my soul were rolled away. It made me happy, glad, and free. I'll sing and shout it for he's everything to me. Oh, if you still remember, I'm gonna keep preaching, but if you still remember, you're still in love with salvation and the Savior, can you give him some praise in here today? <laughs> Jesus. Salvation just wasn't precious anymore. I watch people sit in church and they lose their salvation because it's not precious anymore. She was religious, but she was not redeemed. She was dutiful, but she was not devoted. She was temporarily submitted, but she wasn't totally sold out. I don't wanna be temporarily submitted. I wanna be totally sold out. And one day it seems that she saw one of her old lovers out the window and he winked at her. And before she knew it, she was back to her old ways. See, sin will always flirt with you. Don't matter how saved you are, sin will always wink at you. Sin will always come for you. I don't care, you don't believe me. Just look at even great preachers and ministers that are at the height of their popularity at their effectiveness and sin goes right for them and sin tries to bring them down. Sin will always flirt with you. It will always wink at you but you're not in troubles till you start winking back. You're not in trouble till you start flirting back. And I just came to issue a warning to anybody here today that's been looking back, winking at your old ways, that you need to shake that off and you need to say, I'm moving forward in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The same devil that comes for you can go. Hallelujah. And here's the saddest part of the story. Gomer had gotten into the gutter again. Why? Because she was still a harlot at heart. Looked good for a season on the outside, but still a harlot at heart. And even though she was dressed up and looked the part she was just an actress starring in her own horror show. 
because nothing changed inside. Can you imagine how she hurt Hosea? You just study the text. Hosea starts taking care of children that don't even look like him. Come on, somebody. She had babies with other lovers. She abandoned everything salvation had done for her. She abandoned everything Hosea salvation had done for her. Gomer was gone. One day after all he had done for her, she left him without a thought. She walked away from him without a consideration. She left him without a goodbye. But here's what you got to understand. The Bible said he sought for her he looked for her everywhere I'm glad that I got a savior who came to seek and to save that which was lost huh? some of y'all say I found Jesus liar liar pants on fire you didn't find Jesus he was never lost he found you when you were lost and undone he he found you He sought for her everywhere. He looked for her. Can you imagine the prophet of God walking through the streets, searching for everywhere, looking for her? Gomer, Gomer, calling out for her in desperation. He's wounded, but he still her loves her. He's hurt, but he still loves her. Hosea's salvation was calling her, and salvation still calls. It calls to every person in this room. Salvation is still calling to every person online. And let me tell you on Easter Sunday, that's why we gotta pack this place out at every campus because there's gonna be an opportunity for salvation to call in the lost and the wounded. It's calling for every person in your city. It's calling for every person on your timeline. It's calling for every lost person at Mainland. It's calling for every lost person at Seabreeze. It's calling for every lost still calling is there anybody glad today that salvation is still looking it's still searching it's still calling and she hid from him but he kept calling oh you can sit out there and be religious if you want to but you wouldn't even be here today if he hadn't have kept calling. You, you wouldn't be here today if he hadn't have kept looking, if he hadn't have kept searching. Can you just take about a 10 second praise break and thank him that he's still calling? Oh, that he called you one day. Hallelujah. See, people don't understand why you're praising like you're praising, but they don't know where you were when he called again. After a while, seems like he finds his beloved Gomer and the implication is that he went to her room and even when she was jacked up, he provided for her. <laughs> even when she was in sin, he still took care of her. Y'all, 
I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that the Lord never washed his hands of me. I'm so glad that he never got done with me. I'm so glad, even when I was acting crazy, y'all don't know what God saved me out of. The Lord never said, I'm done with him. When deacons wrote me off and church folks said, Jim Rayleigh will never make it. I just wanna say that I'm only here today because he never got done with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what you see in Gomer? You see somebody who had rejected salvation, but salvation wanted her. It, Hosea wanted her more than life itself. You say, is that how salvation is? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus laid his life down on the cross. He wanted you so much, he loved you more than life itself. Y'all don't make me preach. Gomer loved a worthless woman. He had every right to take her by force. He had every right to walk in that room and say, you're mine, get yourself together and let's go. But he would not bring her home again until she was willing. He was not gonna bring her home again until she was willing. And Hosea was determined to make her willing. He said, I'm gonna love the hell out of her. I'm gonna love the struggle out of her. I'm gonna love the problem out of her. I'm gonna love the compromise out of her I'm gonna love the nah, I'm gonna love the harlotry out of her that's why the church can't get too good for lost people that's why the church can't get up with it we gotta love people where they are yeah. he was determined to make her willing. Anybody glad for the day that he made you willing? See, the Bible said it's the goodness of God that brings a man to repentance. The Bible said in Psalms 65, blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts. Uh, see, see, we shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. If God has ever chosen you and, and caused you to come to him, you ought to give him praise today. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Has he loved anybody even when you were a mess? But did he turn your mess into a miracle? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, she was, she was a mess, ain't no doubt about it. Let's don't, let's don't gloss over it. Let's don't try to make out like it's not a bad issue. She's had children with other lovers. She has abandoned him. She was a mess, but she was his mess. Oh, if you got children, you know what I'm talking about. Your children can lose their mind and lose their way, and you can tell them off one side, up, off, up one side and down the other, but don't let Pookie and them talk about them. Don't you say nothing about my child, because that child's still mine. They might be lost, they might be on drugs, they might be struggling, but they still mine. They might be acting the fool, but they still mine. How many of you are glad for a God that will love you? you right through trouble, right through compromise. I need to tell some parent here today, God knows where your children are and he knows exactly what they need. Gomer 
sank into a dunghill of immorality. She learned a hard lesson. I said she learned a hard lesson. You better listen to me, young person, because I'm about to make a statement that's ringing with truth. Proverbs 13, 15 says, the way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the sinner is hard. Don't you let the devil convince you that the way of the sinner is easy. The way of the sinner is hard. Goma's story is hard. Goma's story is hard. She grew old, y'all. She became an outcast in society. The good folk despised her. Church folk didn't want nothing to do with her. The good folk despised her. Other harlots started mocking her because no longer is she slim and trim and beautiful but now she's been over and she's worthless and she's helpless and then it seems she, she behaved in such a way that now she's disease ridden this is years now that she chose to walk away from salvation she's disease ridden can you see her maybe this is too much but I want you to remove your spiritual rose colored glasses just for a minute she's disease ridden with sores on her body she's probably got venereal diseases her hair is stringy and greasy by then maybe most of her teeth are gone she's no good to anybody anymore she's not even worth being a prostitute anymore because nobody would have paid anything for her or even wanted her and and so she finds herself after she sold it all, after she gave it all away, she finds herself on the auction block again. She finds herself being sold into servitude. She has to sell herself into bondage because she needs to be sustained. Nobody would have wanted her. Nobody would have desired her. Can you hear the auctioneer as he steps up and said, now what am I bid for this old hag? What would you give me for this old broke down, bent over woman. What would you give me? Anybody? She's not worth anything. She could probably scrub the chamber pots. She could probably deal with your, with your issues in your bathrooms, in your chamber pots. She, she, she could scrub your floors. Can you imagine? Can you imagine she's standing there bent over? She's unattractive. Everything about her has been used up. Can you imagine that day there just happened to walk past a man named Hosea? And as Hosea looks, he sees Gomer and the auctioneer saying, what am I bid? What am I bid? Hosea said, uh, after everything she had done, after everything that, 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 that she had done to him, Hosea looked at her and everything he had done. He had done it so he might have her. Can you see it as he sees her and calls her by her name? See, that's what the Bible said. I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. He looks at her and says, Gomer, 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 it's me. She hangs her head in shame. He said, wait a minute, Gomer, it's me. Do I have a single bid, says the auctioneer. Do I even have a shekel? Will anybody give me anything for this old diseased hag? The prophet steps up, salvation steps up and said, I'll pay 15 shekels and whatever else you want, I'll take it right now. She's mine, she's always been mine. She's lost away, but she's still mine. See it, love. 
It's what makes a comeback. It's love that walked in the room. It's love that facilitated that comeback. Somebody better stop right now and give God praise for his unyielding, relentless love. Love makes a what? A comeback. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, love makes a comeback. Yeah, yeah, not, not a good looking building. Not just great music. Not, not just smooth preachers. Love makes a comeback. Yeah. Can you see him walking up to her? She's a mess. Full of shame. Head hung down low. Unbathed. Unclean. Unwashed. Unholy. He walks right up to her. Kissed her. And embraced her. And tucked her proudly underneath his arm. And said, let's go home. You've been lost long enough, let's go home. You've been struggling long enough, let's go home. Oh, I still got a place for you, let's go home. I still got a place for you, let's, let's go home. I still love you, let's, let's go home. Ain't that something? And then the 16th verse of chapter two says, and it shall be in that day, says the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishai, and no longer shall you call me Bella. Now, now he redeemed her. And just remember, none of us would be here today had salvation not redeemed us. He redeemed her. What does it mean to be redeemed? He bought her with a price. He paid what it took to get her because he loved her. What was the price of your redemption? It was the blood of Jesus. It was stripes on his back and nails in his hands. Ah! He paid a debt he did not owe. When I owed a debt, I could not pay. He bought her with a price. He redeemed her. It means to buy back again. It means I already bought her once, but I'm going to buy her again. I'm going to pay again what I already paid for. He, he said to her, now listen, I, you will no longer call me Ishai. Or you will call me from here on, you're going to call me Ishai. And no longer will you call me Bella. Bella means this. Bella means master. He said, I, I know I bought you like a slave, but I'm not going to treat you like a slave. I know I bought you out of servitude, but I'm not going to treat you like you deserve to be treated. I'm not going to hold your past. Y'all don't make me come down there. I'm not going to hold your past against you. I'm not going to hold the addiction, the affair, the trouble, the struggle, the problem. I'm not going to hold the lies against you. I'm not, oh, not going to hold every time you rejected me. I'm not going to hold it against you. You're, you're, you're not a slave. I'm not going to treat you like you deserve to be treated. <laughs> I'm not going to give you what you deserve. So he said, don't call me. Don't call me master. 
because Bela means master. He said, call me Isha. Isha means husband. He said, I'm about to bring you back from where you thought you could never come back from. I'm going to deliver you and I'm going to treat you like you don't deserve to be treated. I'm not going to hold your past over your head. I'm not going to hold your past against you. I'm going to treat you like a precious jewel. I'm going to preach you, treat you like a wife. Just call me Ish. I'm going to bless you beyond what you deserve. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor you. And when folks look at you and say, Gomer, last time I saw you. Now, Gomer, you, you were a mess. Gomer, where did you get that dress? Gomer, how you got a nice dress? I saw you on the auction block. Where did you get those beautiful shoes? Y'all don't make me preach. Where did you get those beautiful shoes? Gomer, how did you get that precious jewelry? He said, when they ask you that, just tell them, Isha did it. My husband did it. I don't deserve it, but he did it anyway. Uh, tell your neighbor, say, Ish did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When folk try to mess with you about your past, when they try to remind you of how low down you were, when they try to talk to you about what you came out of, when they say, how did you escape that problem? You say, Ish, I did it. <laughs> how did you survive that situation? Ish did it. How did you get that job? Ish, I did it. How did you walk in peace now? Ish, I did it. Where did you get that home from? How did you get that home? Ish did it. How you walking in victory now? Ish, I did it. Where did the clothes of your back come from? Ish, I got them for me. Everything I got, Ish did it for me. Because I am the bride of Christ. Somebody raise up your hands and say, I owe it all to Isha. I said, I owe it all to Isha. If you owe it all to Jesus, stop right now and give him a praise. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory. I owe it all to Isha. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, Isha did it. Tell your neighbor, Isha did it. Come on. Say, Isha did it. Where did you get that joy? Isha gave it to me. Where did you get that peace? Isha gave it to me. Where did you get that new season? Isha gave it to me. Oh, everybody on your feet. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. I owe it all to Isha. I owe it all to Isha. He saved me, he delivered me, he brought me out, he blessed me, say yes I did it. Now I need somebody that ain't ashamed to give him praise, give him praise right now. I need somebody to bring him a praise right now. I need somebody that got redeemed, give him a praise right now. I need somebody that's got delivered, give him a praise right now. If you know you shouldn't be treated like you're being treated by God, but you're thankful that he loved you beyond your trouble, give him a praise. Hallelujah. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all, I need to close this service up. Somebody, somebody might have to come get me. 
Cause I feel something in here today. I feel a swell of gratefulness in the house. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you know you're only here because of Ishai, give the Lord a mighty praise. Hallelujah. Don't you be religious. Don't you act like you deserve anything you got. Don't you forget where he brought you from. Some of y'all, I preach this just in the nick of time. There's somebody in the room, I preach this this morning just in the nick of time. Because your old lovers have been weakening at you. Your old lovers have been flirting with you. But I stood up just in time to remind you, you don't need that affair. You don't need that relationship. You don't need that drug. You don't need, you don't need it, you don't need it. Some of you have fallen out of love with salvation. But how many of you can say, I want to love him like I've never loved him before. I want to serve him like I've never served him before. Hallelujah. Ish, I did it. He did it. He did it. How did it happen? How did it happen? I mean, he, he, he went and got her the first time, brought her into his home, risked his reputation. When he walked in with her, religious folks said, what's that hussy doing here? He said, don't you talk about her. She's mine. That's why, that's why you can't let what people say about you have power over you. Some of y'all too worried about what people say. Some of y'all young people can't even live for Jesus because you're so jacked up over what your friends think. Can I tell you something, young person? Your friends didn't die for you. Your friends didn't raise from the dead for you. Your friends didn't come. They ain't coming back for you. Some of y'all, can I just talk to some young people for... 30 seconds. Some of y'all young people are trying your best to impress people right now that in 10 years you won't even remember their name. Some of you young people are making permanent decisions with temporary people. Some of you old people are doing the same thing. And you know better. You know what facilitated that comeback? Can you imagine? 
after all he had done for her, started, she started winking at her old lovers. She goes and has babies as a prostitute. How in the world could she have a comeback? Love. Love makes a comeback. And listen to me, precious. The whole concept and picture in Hosea is all about the Lord marrying a backslider. Because in Hosea 14, 40, just all you people that say, well, you can't backslide. You can't, you can't, the devil is a liar. Because Hosea 14, 4 said, I will heal their what? Backsliding. You can backslide. Now, I ain't going to backslide because I ain't got nothing to slide back to. Okay, then. Somebody slip up your hands and worship the Lord. Paul said, I'll worship in the Spirit and I'll worship with understanding. So let's just fill this place with worship. That's worshiping in the Holy Ghost right there. Come on. This is a deep place. That's what I said today. When I was praying in the front, I said, Lord, don't let my church, don't let this house be shallow. Somebody open your mouth. If you can't worship now after this message, then you're not in love with salvation anymore. If you can't open your mouth and give God the glory, salvation has lost its luster in your life. Somebody who loves Him and is thankful for His deliverance deliverance his deliberate deliverance open up your mouth and give him the glory hallelujah hallelujah thank you for joining us for today's message you can continue to be part of all that god is doing here at calvary christian center you can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com give we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.